At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one, with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non toxic, non flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. Yo, 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 back with another podcast. And this podcast was specifically published and produced just for you. You're the only one listening to this podcast right now. Or at least pretend you are. Let's pretend you and I are speaking to each other. And nobody else is around <laughs> and nobody else is listening. Anyway, we have an awesome guest on for you today. His name is Rohit Mahindra. He's from Armstrong. We're going to continue on with the pump education from Armstrong. All right. Rohit is a very intelligent guy, very passionate, energetic. He's going to be the flavor and spice of this podcast. He's going to be the chef of knowledge. And you'll understand why I say that when you listen to the interview. Now, when I hop on social media in my groups, HVAC Know-It-All, my HVAC Hub, I see a lot of pictures of condensing units, TX valves, and pictures of gauges, snapshot of gauges with pressures with the caption, hey, what's wrong with my unit? So I think it's refreshing that we can talk about pumps, and I think it's refreshing we can talk about the future of these pumps and the future of the industry in general, because the future is here and it's coming quickly quicker than you know it. And if you don't stay with the times and you don't educate yourself on what's coming down the chute, you're going to get left behind. You're going to be left in the dust. You, you don't want to become a crusty old bastard. You don't want to become the tech whose opinion, who you think your opinion trumps fact. You don't want to be that guy. I posted a meme on social media today and it was a gruff looking character basically stating that his opinion is no match for fact. Well, how many have met techs like that? Put up your hand. Junior tech, senior tech standing beside each other. The junior tech has read an article, watched a YouTube video on an innovative way, maybe a, a more efficient way, intelligent way of doing something. And the gruff, the gruff tech who relies on his opinion shoots him down, shoots her down, because he doesn't want to listen or she doesn't want to listen because their opinion trumps fact. You don't want to get into that rut. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that tech. So stay on top of it. Stay on top of your game by keeping up with what's new in the industry, the tools, the technology, the equipment. So Rohit's coming on. Um, Listen to the end of the podcast because there's something that intrigues me. Intrigues me um, to the point where I've been reading a lot about it and watching a lot of videos on it. And it started to intrigue me and spark my interest many, many years ago, but I've just never, I've never deep dived into it like I am now. And I'm going to talk about something that isn't related to HVAC, but it's HVAC relatable by the way of relationships and building rapport with people in the industry like customers like your employees, like your superiors, like people at the supply house that you're dealing with. So stick around at the end of the podcast. I'm going to touch on that. 
This is the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. And now, a word from our sponsors. Well, in all seriousness, we have to show sponsorship love because sponsorship shows HVAC Know-It-All love. They help They help me help you by providing free information about tools and products, education, and entertainment thrown in there as well. So Testo, they've come out with a pretty kick-ass fall promotion. And if you pick up a 320 or a 330 combustion analyzer, then you'll get a free borescope with a mail-in rebate. The borescope is a flexible camera on it. You can use it in all kinds of applications like checking heat exchangers, uh, checking behind tight cabinets for leaks on refrigeration piping and joints. So you get that free with a mail-in rebate when you order or purchase one of those combustion analyzers. Now, I used the 320 last year, and I really enjoyed using it. It's it's very user-friendly, very easy, big, bright screen, easy to read. I had a lot of fun with it. So if you're in the market for a combustion analyzer, the, the 320 is a solid choice. The 330 is an upgrade from that. But regardless, you're going to get that free borescope. Now, Yellow Jack has stepped up their game with the P51-870 Titan Digital Manifold. I have that set, and I love it. Um, it's got a resistive touchscreen, which is more durable. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's almost like using an old set of gauges, an old set of compounds, because when you're reading the screen, you have two round gauges on that screen. So it kind of gives you that old school feel. It puts you in your comfort zone. Um, Link it up to the Mantooth app. You can generate professionally looking reports. Email them to your customer. Save them for yourself as reference. Your choice. But it's there for you to utilize. Um, I was asked the other day about evaporator cleaners. Well, Refrigeration Technologies makes a really badass evaporator cleaner. It's called Evap Plus. Now, it deodorizes and cleans evaporators quite well. Uh, go to refrigtech.com and look through their lineup of coil cleaners and check out Evap Plus because evaporators get nasty. Over time, they really, really do because of all the moisture that clings to them and all the dirt that grabs onto that moisture. And we just create a place where bacteria can live and grow. So Evap Plus, check that out. Great evaporator coil cleaner. Um, Armstrong, this whole podcast is about Armstrong and some of the things they're doing over there. Now, coming up on this podcast, you're going to hear me reference the word sexy about the Gen 5 design envelope pump because it is sexy. I've never seen a pump that looks this nice. It's beautiful. It's sleek. It's got a futuristic feel to it. Um, So pay attention to the podcast and go check that out on... um, armstrongfluidtechnology.com. All right. Um, Field Pulse, they're offering a 14-day free trial on their software. Their software includes fleet management, CRM, customer relationship management, work orders, quotes, invoicing. It's an all-in-one service business software. Their free trial will show you how it works It'll help you get used to the system. 
before you make a commitment. So you can check that out at fieldpulse.com forward slash HVAC know-it-all. Now, True Tech Tools, let's skip back to the Testo uh, purchase of the, the 320 or the 330, which, by the way, you can find on testo.com forward slash promo. But at True Tech Tools, we have a way for you to save money on Testo products. Go to HVAC know-it-all hvacknowitall.com got all tongue twisted there hit the true tech tools logo that will bring you to a page where you answer a couple of questions after you do that you'll get the preferred testo pricing okay so you, you you sign up for that you save money on the testo product and you get a free bore scope pretty kick-ass deal win-win so if, if you're not buying a testo product and you're looking for something else you can save 8% on that purchase as well by using promo code KNOWITALL at checkout, K-N-O-W-I-T-A-L-L. Just remember, like I've mentioned on previous podcasts, that Fluke and FLIR products don't fall under that category. So the Testo, preferred pricing through the link on my homepage, and then KNOWITALL at checkout to save 8%. Hello. Hey, Rohit. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Gary? I, um, I'm doing well. Usually my interviews are done later at night and I'm bagged from the day. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's nice to do them in the afternoon. Now, I ate, I ate a big breakfast this morning because I knew that I probably would have to skip lunch today. So instead of feeding my body with food, we're going to feed our minds with information. So I hope, you, I hope, you're, I hope you're ready to feed the, uh, the masses with, with information from Armstrong. <laughs> That's perfect. You can just call me the chef. <laughs> the, I'll be, I'll be, the chef of I'll information, be, right? I'll be dishing out the dishes to feed your uh, listeners, yeah. Awesome. As long as you're adding some spices and some flavor to that, then we're all good, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we don't do bland, right, Gary? No, that's right. Actually, it's funny you bring that up because I'm working in an office space today. Uh, they're they're uh, an alcohol distributor. And when you were, when you first walk into the office, the, the front um, reception area is, is a bar. So it's, it's a bar with all kinds of alcohol behind it, bar stools. Um, they have a boardroom that's off to the side and the boardroom, the walls actually open up. So if they're having a function, they can make this room, uh, huge and they have the boardroom and it opens up to this bar that's full serve. They got kegs, you know what I mean? That's they got, they, they, they got an ice machine. They actually have a bartender that works there full time. He keeps the, the maintenance of the bar and, keeps everything going going well and then when they have these functions he comes in and he serves everybody that's phenomenal see that's a benefit of your industry you know i guess uh for the beer industry for us you could take a look around and we've got just pumps everywhere <laughs> so, yeah. so no beer and bartenders but lots of uh pump and uh, hvac equipment yeah which probably a- gets our list probably get your listeners very excited <laughs> oh yeah i mean um the variety of what I do is, is really cool. But when you walk into a place like this and, and the really cool thing about it is everybody is so mellow. They're so laid back. Um, and it's almost like a job that they love to go to. And, and it's fun to go to places like that. Um, it sucks when you have to go into a, a dreary old warehouse and everybody's right. mis- miserable and the lighting's dim. And But you walk into this place, everybody's happy, the lighting's good, there's windows everywhere, you can see the downtown uh, downtown Toronto area. It's, it's, it's awesome. I love it. 
That's 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 amazing. You know, this is a new area that's kind of coming up is um, workspaces and how to optimize them for uh, productivity and uh, and your employee satisfaction. Um, and I think that was that kind of environment was typically just for uh, companies that were considered innovative or or leading. But really, I mean, even in our space and a lot of my friends and the companies they work for, they're industries that are considered kind of dull. But even their workspaces are kind of coming of age now because of, uh, you know, people see the benefits of working in spaces kind of like the, uh, the Amazons and the Apples and the Googles where they, uh, you know, they kind of foster that creativity. So that's very exciting. Well, it's, I believe it was uh, Charles Branson. I got to paraphrase this because I don't remember the exact quote, but it's like the, uh, the client is not your most important part of your business. Your, your employees are, if you take care of your employees, they'll take care of the clients. So everything kind of flows, right? So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Passion and motivation, right? The, exactly. If your employees have it, your, uh, your clients will feel it. Oh yeah. It, it just flows right through the energy, the positive energy flows right through the whole business. Awesome. And, and you know what? I get that from you guys. Um, spoke to, to Avi. I'm speaking to you now. And when I spoke to Tunji, you guys, you guys seem like you all love working at Armstrong in the environment there, because you guys are all very passionate about, about what you do and very knowledgeable. And, and, and I enjoy speaking to you guys because of that. Yeah, thanks. No, I would, I would definitely agree. Um, you know, Armstrong is a company that has um, always been known for being innovative and really leading the pack. You know, we might not be the biggest players in the game, but man, we are the fastest. We are the ones that have the most agility. Um, and, and we are, we are passionate beyond belief. Um, oh, I, I can tell that. A, and it takes a certain type of employee to work in an environment like that, you know, constantly pushing up above their weight. Um, and, and you need motivated people. And uh, like you mentioned, myself and my colleagues, um, you know, we, we know all the uh, awesome and exciting things that are going on at Armstrong and really what the goals are and, and what we strive for and what Armstrong strives for. And I mean, it's a, uh, it's a wonderful dynamic place where, um, uh, you know, we're just constantly putting out the best that we can possibly do. Awesome. So a little bit on you and your background, how, how did you get into sort of, um, the industry of, of HVAC pumps? Um, and how did you end up at, over at Armstrong? Sure. Yeah. And I guess it's a unique question to this uh, industry, right? How did you get into HVAC? You don't typically hear that from other uh, industries, but HVAC is just one of those things where it's not really on someone's forefront as a, as a career choice, uh, potentially, but one way or another, they get introduced to the industry. They realize how big it is and how amazing it is. And then before you know it, they're, um, they're knee deep in it. And uh, so that was kind of the path that uh, happened for me. So um, I actually went to school for robotics engineering, um, so automation and mechatronics, so dealing with electrical, mechanical, um, automation systems and warehouses, uh, distribution centers, that type of thing. Um, so I'd done a lot of work with PLCs and programming and, um, you know, basically uh, automation. Um, I was looking for a bit of a change. I wanted a challenge of sorts. And um, I came across a posting from Armstrong that was looking for exactly that, an automation engineer and somebody with some computer programming background. And I uh, wasn't sure quite why. I thought maybe, okay, are they upgrading their manufacturing facility or, or what is this? So I went in uh, and uh, spoke to the, uh, the hiring manager and uh, got some more information. And what we were finding out was that because Armstrong is so innovative, um, typically what would happen with pumps is that they take a pump and they'd stick a motor on it and then send it out the door. 
but uh, in this new space that we're in, Armstrong was, um, you know, trying to get into or was getting into smart pumps, um, was getting into controlled pumps, energy efficiency. You know, how can we best control our pumps um, by adding uh, different equipment or technologies to it? So they were lo really looking for somebody who was familiar with controls and familiar with automation on how to um, kind of improve their pumps. Um, so I started working with them uh, on this area. I worked with them on a number of projects. And uh, yeah, and uh, from there, uh, I kind of transitioned to product, directly product development. Uh, and then I was working product development for about five years. And now recently I got a new position with Armstrong as a system architect. So it's kind of looking at all of Armstrong's offerings and planning out sort of the holistic connectivity path of now how will our customers uh, connect and interact with our equipment, but also how will our uh, equipment interact with each other. Um, so I've been with Armstrong for about six years now, um, and I you know, started off on the shop floor where I was uh, programming and working directly with the pumps, and now I'm at a higher level where I'm kind of designing the infrastructure and the technology of the equipment before the, uh, the, the products even get developed. Yeah, so what is what is really cool about all of this, and, and I guess in the next 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to see a lot more innovative stuff when it comes to communicating with, with equipment. But, I mean, we used to write – I remember my mom used to get letters from my aunt when I was, like, nine years old, right? And now, now she FaceTimes my aunt sitting in her living room anytime she wants, and now we're getting to the point where we're, we're communicating with our equipment that could be – miles away could be in another country right from our cell phone i mean that that is it's truly amazing the technology that that, that we're coming into these days um oh it's phenomenal yeah i know so i i guess our conversation starts with um i guess you guys are you armstrong's an innovative company so the design envelope pump is kind of an innovative product so can we start there and just kind of talk about the design envelope yeah absolutely so our design envelope technology is kind of our um, sort of a bread and butter of the, or not our bread and butter, but more like our entryway into our smart equipment. Um, and so typically when a pump is sized, you know, it's pumped, it's sized for um, 100% of the duty conditions on kind of the worst day. And uh, this is done for safeguarding to ensure that, you know, you don't undersize the equipment, which is going to then lead to, occupancy dissatisfaction and uh, equipment overrunnage and these types of issues. So, um, and, and you don't want to oversize too because that's an incredibly large cost. Um, and your listeners will probably will know that most equipment is run at part load, right? So you're only running at about 40 to 60% of equipment's capacity about 95% of the time. Um, so it's equipment selection is that is really important. I mean, it's, it's critical. Um, and the way you size an equipment at the beginning of the construction phase might not be the same condition um, partway through the construction phase or even through the building life cycle. Um, so with these variables and things that can change, there needed to be a way that you could get variability through these pumps that would be able to operate over a wide range of operating conditions or operating points. So with this challenge or task or problem in mind, Armstrong uh, designed and developed what they call the design envelope technology. And what we do is 
we take a look at um, every pump and we figure how can we um, modulate the motor or control the speed to make the pump operate in a wide variety of design points. And so that way, you best optimize your pump for part load, whereas where your pump will operate for the majority of the time, and that's where you're going to get the majority of your savings from. But when you have those peak demand days, the design envelope technology will allow the pump to operate on those demanding days as well. And so for our pump selection, we specify, okay, where is the design point that you would like? And then we offer an envelope of suitable design points um, as well that that pump can operate within. And what this does is allows variability to happen within a project, and that reduces your risk. So if design conditions were to change throughout the construction of the project, the design envelope technology allows that variability that you don't have to swap out equipment. That equipment can adjust and it's exactly what you need uh, despite the conditions changing. Yeah, it's so very cool. Yeah, so design uh, envelope technology has been around for a number of years now, and it's widely popular. And our customers uh, are thrilled with it because um, for consultants and engineers, it drastically lowers the risk of them selecting wrong equipment. And uh, you can understand what a pain that would be if you find, about that, find out that you have selected the wrong equipment. Oh, and that happens all the time. Like, I don't know how many buildings I've been into where a year into the building's uh, life, there's all kinds of problems with um, capacity and, and, and getting water to the right places and stuff. And then, then, there's, a, then there's an overhaul done. Not, not a major overhaul, but there's some things that are changed afterwards. So, so, yeah, that's a great feature that we can design this pump for um, a point and then create an envelope around it where we can dip down or, or rise up to the challenge if, if need be, right? Absolutely. And, and if, you know, if you were to design at 100% capacity all the time, imagine all the energy savings that's wasted, or the energy that's wasted and always operating at that point. Yep. So, you know, one of the huge benefits of design envelope technology and our variable speed pumps is that we can adapt automatically to the load conditions at that time reduce the speed of the pump when it's not needed and that's all potential energy savings that could um, save the and save the uh, building owner's bottom line uh, lead to uh, lead certification um, and these are things that today's top tenants are looking for right they're looking for sustainability and energy savings in a building so let me let me ask you this um, design envelope so and the word envelope it's kind of a new term that I, I'm just hearing about over the last a few months as I've been um, working with you guys to to bring some pump education. How does how does the word envelope differ from the word um, curve, like pump curve? Is, is there a difference there? Yeah. So when you're on a pump curve, it's still a predefined curve that you're on, right? You got to stay on that curve. Um, whereas envelope, it's a lot it's a, it's a lot more forgiving, or we offer more flexibility in what your design point is going to be. Um, so. Uh, if you head on over to our, our uh, company website, you look up design envelope, you'll see how big the envelopes are. And you're not just restricted to one flow and a corresponding head so that you're on a particular pump curve. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, yes, there's way more flexibility there. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and it's things that can be changed. The user can do on site. 
It can be uh, changed during commissioning. So it's not something that's hard-coded in or, uh, you know, it's difficult to do. It's, it's, it's easily explained in all of our videos and literature. Um, it can be changed through uh, a number of BAS protocols. So, you know, the, the customer or the, uh, the engineer really gets kind of the free range of designing when they're using our pumps and design envelope technology. Awesome. So how, so design envelope, how do we integrate in this into this um, new Gen 5 pump that, that you guys have? Can, can we talk about that for a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so going back to when I was saying about Armstrong, you know, being a, a uh, innovation company or a technology company, this is one of our biggest leaps forward is the Gen 5 pump, uh, which has our design envelope pump controller. And so what we've really done is Armstrong has fully embraced, um, you know, this new technology of, let's call it the smartphone era. And what we set out to do was really redefine the way people interact with our pumps and the functions and features that they get with it. Um, and if you take a look at uh, a picture of it, right away you can see visually what a difference it is, right? Oh, the picture, um, the picture, can I stop you there? The picture? Sure. The picture of it is, and I'll use this word, it's, it's sexy. When I, when I look at it, I, I see like a sexy pump. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and to your listeners, you know, if that doesn't make you pause this conversation to go check it out, you know, nothing will. And it, it really is a sexy pump. Uh, if, if anybody has ever put those two words together. Yeah, it, um, it, 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 I, I mean, me and Avi talked about, and I used the word HVAC porn with Avi when we were talking about <laughs> some stuff. So, so I guess we're on this 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 sexual <laughs> sexual thing. Yeah. That, now, now it's a sexy pump. Um, but yeah, ArmstrongFluidTechnology.com is your website, right? So you guys can go and, and just just look at the pump, and you'd be amazed at how how nice this pump looks. It, it looks beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we give it the Armstrong red. I mean, it really looked like it was designed by Ferrari, you know, the company themselves, the way the, the lines, the sleekness, the integration, uh, we really set to reduce the footprint of the pump itself, right? Yeah, so it, it looks like it's, it looks like it's, it's been built before its time. It almost looks like it, you find it on like an alien spaceship or something, the way it looks. We, we appreciate that feedback. It, we, it was, uh, it was a lot of work and that's the goal that we set out for. So, yeah. you know, hearing that feedback is, uh, is awesome. And, uh, and I'm sure your listeners will, uh, will agree. So even from the, the onset visual appeal of the pump, you know, we've, we've really raised the bar. Um, and then the next thing you'll notice is the bright LCD touchscreen user interface that the, uh, the user now has to interact with, right? So we've gone away from the monochrome, uh, old school LED display with uh, physical buttons that you have to press. And we've gone for a more futuristic smartphone type look with easy navigation, um, uh, great layout of the setup functions, um, a intuitive home screen where you get all the important information that you need right up front so you don't have to go hunting for it. Uh, this really makes the experience a lot better and it makes commissioning our pumps a lot quicker. It makes troubleshooting a lot easier and it's just more enjoyable to interact with our pump, right? We don't want you to make, make it feel like you're dealing with some industrial equipment, but the feel should be just as, as you can intuitively get to know an app on your smartphone, that's how easy it should be to set up and operate our pumps, right? We don't want the users to spend so much time on training 
we want it to be so intuitive, you can just muddle around with it and you'll know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, and it's just like um, just like the place I'm working at today with the bar in the front lobby. Mm-hmm. Work, work, work should be fun. I mean, because when you have fun at work, you're more um, productive. So having a pump that's fun to work on, I mean... I I think that that's really cool because when you sit down and you're excited about going, oh, I'm going to start this uh, design envelope pump up today and I really enjoy them. I mean, it, it makes it makes work more fun. And then when you have more fun at work, you're you're more productive, right? Absolutely. Whoever, who knows, you know, people might start Instagramming uh, HVAC equipment now, you know, because <laughs> if we get into that era, um, I, I think we really need to, uh, you know, raise the bar in our industry. And I well, think uh, Armstrong has done a great job of I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I will be a little bit fearful, though, if these pumps start taking selfies and posting them on Instagram. Yeah. That, then, that, <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll start to wonder what the hell is going we, on here. We have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, that's, exactly. Uh, that's Cyberdyne. Cyber yeah, stuff. That, that's right. Cool. Yeah. So, so the... Um, so, so what for what sort of in- interesting features can we find inside of the um, the Gen 5 pump, uh, the controller itself? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the big things about the design envelope pump controller is um, it's an enabler for so many different awesome features and functions. And you've probably heard a lot of these uh, spoken by Avi and Tunji uh, on their talks. Um, and all the great things that when we talk about cloud connectivity, predictive maintenance, analytics, um, uh, service contracts, these are all possible through the design envelope pump controller, which is on the Gen 5 pump. Um, but some of the awesome built-in features are things like our dual season setup, where you know you can have two simultaneous set points um, for two seasons, and with the touch of a button, you can switch between back and forth. So it, you know, going from cooling season to heating season is so much easier. We offer onboard logs and trend data so users can download their information and they can analyze it to find out the energy savings and you know, find out how efficiently their equipment has been uh, running. Um, and then one of the awesome other features that we have is our built-in parallel sensorless pump control technology. So many people or your listeners are probably familiar with parallel pumping, right? So it's kind of the counter to duty standby, whereas duty standby, um, both pumps are sized at 100% capacity, and you're only running one pump at a time, and the other one is kind of there for redundancy, right? But yep. then you had to have purchased 200% capacity pumps, and you have to have the space for them, the footprint, the maintenance. It's quite pricey, um, and it's, it's not the most elegant solution. So we then went to uh, parallel uh, sensorless technology, and that is basically operating your pumps in parallel at part load. So we have, um, depending on the load, the pumps will determine whether one pump should be running or two pumps should be running or three pumps should be running. And that way, and as the load increases or goes down, the number of pumps that are running goes up and down to meet that demand. And what that allows for is then you don't have to size your pumps at 100% each. You can start size them at part load, depending on how many uh, pumps in parallel you have. So this is cheaper overall. There's a lower um, initial cost, um, your footprint is a lot smaller. So there is a, low, a lower, um, uh, you know, for your, your concrete base and everything else that you need, um, that uh, gets saved as well. And if you're in a condo building, well, then you know that space is a premium. 
So we save money there too. And then the on the, the running of the equipment is a lot more efficient to run lower sized pumps at part speed than one oversized pump at part speed. So there's ongoing savings there as well. Now, the, the, real, um, the real piece to this is the way Armstrong does it differently than maybe some other companies that offer parallel pumping. So other companies will offer parallel pumping based on flow demand. So as your flow reaches a certain set point, it will then trigger for a second or a third pump to come on. Okay. But at Armstrong, we don't use flow-based staging. We use efficiency-based staging. And that means that our parallel sensor technology knows what the size of the pumps are and what is the optimal speed to run that pump in terms of energy efficiency. And so it takes a look at, it knows it has to satisfy the demand of the building. But in its calculation of how many pumps to run, it takes a look at what's the most efficient way to tackle this demand. And it could be that based on the size of the pumps and the best efficiency point of the pump, it will determine should I run at two pumps, one pump, or three pumps. And this way, you're not only meeting the demand of the building, but you're ensuring that the pumps run as optimally as possible as opposed to a flow-based demand system. And with the Gen 5 pump and the DEPC, all that technology is built into our controller. Gotcha. So you don't need, yeah, so you don't need some, a separate controller or another box. That's built in. So whether you've got two pumps, three pumps, or four pumps, they will talk to each other, and they will determine how many pumps to run so that the, uh, the load is met while maintaining the optimal efficiency for running that pump. That's really cool. Can, can I, I got to ask this question though, because the word sensorless technology kind of um, is, is interesting to me. So when you say sensorless, what, what do you mean by that? So traditionally, if, uh, when someone were to install a pump, they would not only put uh, pressure sensors, differential pressure sensors across the pump or okay. further down in the system, but they may also install a flow meter so that they would know what the pressure and the flow gotcha. through the pump and across the system is. With our sensorless technology, we don't need the pressure sensors and we don't need the flow meter. We have sophisticated algorithms that can determine what the pressure is and what the flow is. Mm -hmm. And so right on our home screen, we actually show the pressure across the pump and we show what is the flow through our pump in real time as that's happening. So, that's so yeah, so there's no additional sensors needed after the installation of the pump, right? Is what None. you're saying. Gotcha. That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. Per yeah, and if you think perfect. about that, it's, it's easier to install. You don't need the extra equipment and you don't need the maintenance, right? So it's not only main, it's, it's maintaining all those other sensors and those flow meters as well. And, you know, the horror stories that I hear when pressure sensors go down, trying to locate them and rewire them, and sometimes you can never find them after that. And with sensorless technology, we say, yeah, get rid of the sensors we can tell you what the flow in the head is through our algorithm. Yeah, and, and I can relate to the, um, the uh, differential sensors because I have a building with a couple of chillers. They've got a pump room. There's, got, there's three pumps, and two of them run all the time. And there's, a, uh, I believe, a Metasys Johnson controller that switches them um, to keep the, the flow times equal the, or, or the running times equal. So it's two pumps always. And then the way I test to make sure they switched over is I put one 
pump to off, right? One of the pumps that right. are running. The the differential flow sensor um, will say, hey, I, 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 one pump is off, and then it'll automatically bring the other pump on. So with, with these pumps, we don't need to test like that. How, how would we go about testing something like that with, with the design envelope uh, Gen 5 pump? So what would happen is when we're in the factory and we're making these pumps, we do yep. all the testing here. Okay. We put in our algorithm, and we actually have the flow meter and the pressure sensors here. And through a number of points, we, ver we actually verify that what the pump is reading is actually the flow that's being delivered and the pressure that's there. So all the hard work and the verification happens here, and we have reports that we can provide showing this, and then they get set to site. So when you, when whoever's on site is installing and commissioning, when they read the flow and the head, they can be guaranteed that that's the actual flow and head that is going through the system. And we cool. have ultrasonic sensors that we occasionally verify, and we have uh, 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 commissioning reports and test reports that can show all this as well. Well, this uh, this stuff is re is really awesome. I think that I need a chance to to sit down and really play with one of these because they sound really <laughs> like really cool. Yeah, they definitely are, and uh, we invite you or we invite your listeners. Um, please contact a rep from Armstrong. We'd be more than happy to to show you our equipment and give you demos. We've got uh, demo equipment and demo stands located across North America, so no matter where your uh, listeners are, we've got test equipment ready for them to play around with and, uh, and really see that, uh, that this is the right solution for them. So what would be the, if, if somebody uh, listening um, wants to go in and test and play with, with one of your pumps at one of your locations um, around North America, or even like, I, I don't know the range of, of, of your uh, geographically where, where you guys have offices mm -hmm. and, and plants, but how would somebody get a hold of you guys locally to, uh, to do this? Just, I would say the best place to start is on our corporate website. Okay. And from there, they'll get a listing of where our physical presence are and based on their postal or zip code, um, who is the closest rep to them. And okay. contact them, and then we can, uh, we can start that conversation right away. So if they go to armstrongfluidtechnology.com, fluidtechnology.com. The, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll find a list of, of reps around them, and they, and they can contact them. Absolutely. Yep. And awesome. even if they want to contact, uh, I think there's a main contact form as well. So if they don't want to go through those hurdles, uh, just go to the main contact page and uh, fill out the submission form and it'll come directly to uh, us, the headquarters in Toronto, and we'll get someone to contact you. Cool. Well, one thing I got to do is the first time I meet one of these pumps, I'm going to take a selfie with one of them. <laughs> I, I think that's high on the priority list. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely is. I'm going to put my arm around it and take a selfie. That would be great. Make sure you tag us. I'd love to see that. <laughs> I will. Okay. Well, I think we've covered um, what we've wanted to discuss during this podcast, the design envelope, the Gen 5, um, the parallel sensor technology, and ways you can utilize it. And guys listening, um, guys and girls, because there's a lot of girl techs, women techs getting into the trade, if you guys want to test these pumps, you've just gotten an invite to do so. So go to armstrongfluidtechnology.com, um, find a rep in your area, and get to one of their sites and, and check them out. Because I think when you do, I, I mean, I've, I've been talking to you guys about these for a while, but I haven't touched one yet. But I think when I do, I'm going to be impressed. And I think everybody else will, will be impressed as well once they get their hands on it. I think so too. Awesome. Cool. Well, I, uh, I want to thank you for your time, Rohit. Um, I know we had a lot of trouble getting together because of our schedules being so busy, but I'm glad we got together and had this chat and we, like you said, we put some spice, we put some flavor into this. So, so awesome. 
Sounds good. Likewise, Gary, I enjoyed talking to you. And uh, yeah, I wish your uh, your listeners a great day and uh, hope to hear from them. Okay, perfect. Take it easy, man. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. So that was the chef of knowledge, boys and girls. That was Rohit Mahindra from Armstrong. And he's a very energetic guy. Very passionate. Very knowledgeable about what he's doing over there. I got to thank Rohit for hopping on the podcast and doing the interview with me. I learned a lot from him, and I'm sure you guys learned a lot too. Um, so the invitation. The invitation to go out to your local Armstrong dealer or get in touch with your local Armstrong rep, that's actually, um, that's actually pretty awesome because how many manufacturers get on a podcast and invite the world to come out and check out their stuff. So guys, we mentioned the uh, website a couple times during the interview, armstrongfluidtechnology.com. Get on it, find a rep, go out, touch the pump, play with the pump, take a selfie with the pump. But when you do and you post it online to social media, make sure you tag me in it because I want to see that. I want to see that selfie. So I did say at the beginning of the podcast that I wanted to speak about something that interested me. Un-HVAC related, but HVAC relatable. And you'll get what I mean when I, when I explain. So you guys ever heard of the, the term NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming? It's actually uh, it's a fascinating subject. I, uh, I started uh, gaining this, this interest and this intrigue for human psychology when I went to uh, community college, Humber College in Toronto for refrigeration. We had to take filler courses like math and English, and, I, and one of the, the, the uh, subjects I took was psychology. And ever since I heard the terms positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement, I was hooked. I was hooked. It intrigued me. I didn't really pursue um, furthering education on the subject, but lately I've been reading a lot and watching a lot of videos on human psychology, and it's it's mind-blowing stuff. It really is. So the first subject under neuro-linguistic programming I was going to mention is called matching and mirroring. Now, this concept, this theory is based on, and, and this can help you I believe in the HVAC world, when you're dealing with customers, employees, uh, superiors, people maybe at the supply, the supply houses, or anybody you come across in, in, in the field. So mirror matching and mirroring, it's all about gaining a rapport with somebody. Because if you don't gain a rapport, you're not going to have any type of relationship with that person. So... This is what it's based on. So let me give you some examples. Let's say you knock on a customer's door. They answer the door. They're very chill. They're very laid back. Um, They kind of talk slow. They're very mellow. So if you get to the level they're at, you become chill, talk slow, very mellow. They will will find this, this rapport with you. Because now you're similar to them. And people like people 
that are similar to them. They find it comforting. Best friends, if you look at best friends and you watch them, sit on a couch and watch two best friends have a conversation. They move the same way, they talk the same way, they use the same words. It's, it's, it's fascinating stuff to actually sit down and think and observe this happening. So another example, you knock on the customer's door, they're fast paced, they talk fast, they're very energetic. If you come to their level and you're energetic, you're fast paced, you're all positive, they'll be, comfort- they'll be comfortable around you. That's just, that's just human nature. All right, a lot of us do this naturally. Think of somebody that gets along with a lot of people, can get along with anybody. That person is probably matching and mirroring naturally, and they don't even know it. So is this, is this kind of like a mind trick? I, I, I've, read, I've read articles online that say, yeah, it's, it's a mind trick, and we shouldn't do stuff like that, but I, I don't think so. Because I've read arguments that make sense. And one of the arguments is this. When you match and mirror somebody else, you are respecting their view of the world. You're respecting how they are, right, as a person. And you're trying to show them, hey, I'm going to be on the same level as you so you and I can get along. Because if I knock on the door to a customer's house... They're energetic, they're upbeat, and you're, and you're like, hi, um, it's not going to work. Hi, I'm here to fix your furnace. You're not going to have a rapport with that person. Another example I read of why this is not mind tricks is think about this one. This one's a really good example. When you first meet a baby, what do you do? Do you walk into somebody's home that just had a baby and go up to the baby and go, hey, baby, uh, nice to meet you. Glad you made it into the world safely. Shake the baby's hand. No, you get to the baby's level. You make faces, you make sounds, you move the way they move. That's matching and mirroring. And you do that to create a rapport with that baby so you can have a relationship with that baby. Another another example of matching and mirroring is, let's say you sit in an office with, with a customer that you're trying to get some business from, or a customer um, that you just met. So you're sitting in an office, and you both have a coffee or a glass of water. You're just relaxing. Let's say the customer crosses their legs during conversation. Subtly, cross your legs. Let's say the customer talks a lot with their hands. Subtly, use the same hand gestures your customer's using when they're talking to you or when you're talking to them because people like people that are similar to them and they, it creates a comfort zone. So that, that's, that's matching and mirroring. And there's another one that's very, very similar. It's called pacing and leading. Pacing and leading is when you basically you pace a conversation, you get somebody to agree with you. Um, there's lots of different examples of pacing and leading and some of them, some of them don't really make sense. And some of them are really, really good. I watched a YouTube video of uh, an example of pacing and leading. There's a guy interviewing another guy sitting on two chairs and he paced. The guy doing the interview paced the guy he was interviewing. Pacing, he basically 
ask them a set of questions that were all true. So we're here sitting in chairs at this building um, at this time to talk about this. And the guy was like nodding his head. Yep. Yep. That's all true. That's all true. So basically you, what you're doing is you're pacing the conversation. You're setting up this positive environment of kind of agreement, right? And then you lead with a question that might be controversial. And then when you lead with the, the question that might be controversial, because that person has become in the, um, the mindset of agreeing already, you can make that conversation go a lot smoother, right? It's just a communication technique, basically, is all it is. Now, I've talked about a couple podcasts, I think I've talked about how I'm becoming uh, a fan of Tony Robbins and the work he does with people. Um, and he was talking about pacing and leading, and he gave this incredible physical example of pacing and leading. This is a physical example. So this is this is what he said. You walk into a restaurant, right? You sit down. You sit down in front of a person at another table so they can see you and you can see them. Don't really pay attention to them and stare at them. But let's say they have a cup of coffee and right? you grab a cup of coffee. Every time they take a sip, you pick up your cup and take a sip. Do this for 10 minutes or so. So you're pacing them, right? And then after 10 minutes of being in sync drinking, don't wait for them to pick up their cup. You randomly pick up your cup and take a sip. And watch them pick up their cup and take a sip. That's mind-blowing stuff. That's because you've paced them and now you're leading them and it's a subconscious thing. The subconscious mind is way more powerful, way more powerful and observant than the conscious mind. And if we could dig, as human beings, if we could dig into our subconscious more often, we'd be, we'd be a lot smarter. Really, we would. Because our subconscious picks up on so much, so much stuff that the conscious mind doesn't pick up on. But that was, that was the physical example of pacing and leading. And I'm going to continue researching this and reading articles on it because I find it absolutely fascinating. But if you guys are going to look into this stuff, I urge you not to try to use this to manipulate people because that's wrong. But use it as a communication technique to communicate better with people. So you can have a better better experience communicating with people. Because nobody likes to be in a room with somebody sitting down and having this really shitty um, conversation where it, it seems to not flow and is negative. Nobody likes that. Puts a bad taste in your mouth. So these are communication techniques. Um, Neuro-linguistic programming. Check it out, guys. It's really fascinating stuff. And like I said, it's not really HVAC related, but relatable to the HVAC field when you're dealing with people because we deal with people a lot. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I thank Rohit again for coming on. Guys, go check out the sexy Gen 5 pump. Take a selfie. You guys have an awesome day. Happy HVAC. -ing.